stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Another week, a great show topic. We have some great guests on today. And like always, you know, we all have to talk about that T-Bow. You know, another week about people, you know. I don't know what it is, but like uh, Galen say, he keeps winning and winning. So, um, just uh, I just don't understand it. But, you know, I guess you can't understand football because all you have to do is like it and watch it, you know, and see what goes good, you know. Most players say, you know, um, most quarterbacks ain't great, an MVP player, but the quarterback can get the team to win. That's all they want, so. I got my guest Reggie Slater. Are you there, Reggie? I'm there, feeling the love, baby. <laughs> How you doing, Reg? Feeling the love. I'm doing good, brother. How about you? It's, it's good. Good to have you on the show. I've been trying to get you on because we got a lot to talk about. You ready? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. Well, go ahead just real quick again. Tell the listeners where you played at, you know, so they have no, you know, University of Wyoming and all that. Yep. University of Wyoming for four years, um, 88 to 92. Uh, played professional ball six years in the NBA, four years overseas. After that, um, and uh, after I retired, I um, I uh, uh, invested in some automotive shares. Um, I own six of those throughout the great Houston area, and I also have a gym that I just built last year. So um, you know, married, four kids, and staying busy. Well, well Reggie, we're gonna get on later on the show to talk about what you do for the kids and what you did, but. First, you know, before we start talking about NBA, what do you think about this TiVo mania? <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> I think I heard you talk about it a couple minutes ago. Um, you know, he's a great example of, you know, people keep on saying, oh, he can't do this, oh, he can't do that. And bottom line is they're winning. And you know, all the things that he can't do, uh, I think, are, 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 are fading away. I mean, bottom line is the team is winning. The attitude, which is a large part of sports or anything else, uh, is, is, is pretty high up there. The guys believing in themselves. I mean, last minutes. I mean, I, I'm watching games where they're down 10 0, seven minutes left. I'm about to turn the television off. But you can't do that with on the right now. You know, these guys are making it happen. You know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a great sports story, is what it is. Well, Reggie, I know what you're saying. He's winning all like that, but. The question is, is he your franchise quarterback? Do you think he's the Bronco franchise, Reggie? I never thought, I've never even thought about that. Um, what I think is he is a very good piece 
to the puzzle or perhaps the temporary remedy for what ails the Broncos right now. And what he's bringing to the table is something that's much needed. Is he a franchise or something somebody you can build on? I'm not a quarterback expert. I don't know, nor am I a football expert. But I do know that whatever kind of business or company or sports organization you have, you've got to have somebody in there that's willing to rally the troops, somebody that people can can uh, can can depend on and count on and look to uh, for their leadership, not just verbally, but by example. And right now you got a young kid named Tim Tebow that is doing that. So, you know, franchise player, I don't know. However, somebody that I would want on my team right now, yes. Well, is that because all the players are rallying around him, you saying that, Reggie? Because what what we look for nowadays, don't they look for a franchise player that you'll put your money in and invest on, along down the road? But if you're looking to win right now, he's good for right now, but what is that going to help the team if he's not going to be there three or four years down the road, right? Well, there's a difference between Mr. Right and Mr. Right Now. Uh, I would definitely say he's Mr. Right Now. And who knows? Perhaps he could blossom into something else. Uh, you know, I kind of laugh and snicker to myself because every morning uh, after people have, you know, said the Broncos are going to lose and they win, I look at ESPN and they keep on comparing these numbers to Elway's and his, and his numbers are always outshining um, uh, Elway's, and I can't help but think in the back of my head, you know, however many years ago when Elway was first starting off, were there similar conversations, because we didn't have the media that we have today, as many outlets, going on saying that this kid that played baseball at Stanford, you think he's going to be any good? You know? So you never know, man. A diamond in the rough. Uh, you never know what this kid's going to be. But, but, Reggie, you made a good point. I want to ask you about that. You say Elway to Tebow now. Yeah, Tebow is better, but the time is different. That's just like saying, yeah. is Kobe better than Jordan? Is that what they <laughs> think? No, that's good. That's, but that's what I'm saying, Mr. Right now. Mr. Right, Mr. Right now. The game has changed a little bit as, as professional sports and sports do, but you cannot deny that nobody gave this guy a snowball chance in hell, and he's doing it. You know what? No, no, let me rephrase that. They gave him a chance, and that's very American. Because I think as Americans, the American spirit, all we want is a chance. <clears throat> All we want is one opportunity. All we want is one thing to focus on, one thing that can help us rise, one thing that can give us hope, one thing that can give, give us belief. And right now, I'm telling you, Tim Tebow is doing that. Can he sustain that for a long period of time? I don't know. But, you know, to, 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 but, but, but whatever's in the core of him is radiating and permeating through him, I think, and is infectious throughout that group. You know, to quote a Bible verse, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world or something like that. It's not like I know what I'm talking about. But what I'm trying to say is whatever it is this guy has, he has it. You know what I mean? Hard work. Hard work is going to be our talent. Let me end it on this. Hard work will be our talent any day. Any day. Now, can well, we sustain that for a long period of time? Honestly, already, you're right. All they want to do is win, and it's winning now, right? And that's yeah, what we're mm-hmm. saying in sports and ownership is about the money winner, you know. But, I mean, when do we get to the point where sports go back to what sports used to be, you know, where you play for the love of the game. But now it's all about money, right? And exactly. And, and that's the franchise thing that you keep talking about, that's how, like, a guy that's about to get paid. And you're going to pay him a ton of money because you only have a certain budget you have to be in. You're going to pay him a ton of money and then surround him with mediocre players 
and and and, and expect him to turn sugar, uh, 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 doodoo into sugar. You know, right. uh, this guy is doing it the old-fashioned way, man. He's doing the old to do a Bobby, uh, uh, basketball turn the Bobby Knight way, a Bobby Knight Indiana way. You know, you you get a collective that 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 believes in something that's, that's much stronger than an individual. And again, Mr. Wright now, Mr. Wright, he is doing the right things and is getting advice from the right people and has a defense, uh, 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 you know, a defense, deep, different part of defense picked up. I mean, everybody is, 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 is uh, supporting this guy. So he's doing the right things. But, and you know how sports is, ready. Once you're doing the right thing, they love you, love you. Then when you start messing up, well, they build you up to knock right? you down. They build you up to knock you down, and that thought has uh, went through, went past my uh, mind. I mean, they build you up uh, to knock you down, and you hope that that fall doesn't hurt too bad. But you know, uh, you know, as Isaiah Thomas told me a long time ago, you got you can't let your highs get too high, nor your lows get too low. And I think this kid or Tebow does a good job of keeping focused and keeping himself grounded. So, I mean, if and when he does have a – say he has an off game. And then you know what everybody's going to say on the ESPN. Oh, oh, reality check, reality check. Right. That, that's haters. <laughs> that's what haters do. <laughs> you know, haters <laughs> haters can't do it themselves, so they hate to see Tebow succeed. But, you know, that's cool because, you know – it doesn't matter if he has one bad game or two bad games. That faith and that belief that that guy has is going to sustain him uh, on that field. So that's my two cents. Well, you know, you said that, Reggie. Why is, why is he getting so much attention, Tebow, and like all these other quarterbacks aren't getting as much? Like Cam Newton, he broke the record for, you know, um, Russian quarterback, quarterback as a um, rookie. You know, um, all these other, you know, why, why, why is all the other quarterbacks getting recognition? Why is it all Tebow? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm 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 a failure on this question because I'm a basketball guy. You know that. Uh, so I honestly right. don't, uh, you know, I don't follow it that much. But what I do know is that there's a lot of people that have said what he cannot do. You know, um, my my uh, my my in-laws and my wife are big Broncos fans, and you know they're they're still mutter they're still mutters still to this day of Jay Cutler and he left and should have kept him that type of thing. So here you got a guy that was behind the original starting quarterback that's coming in and doing what apparently Jake Cutler and these other guys couldn't do. You know what I mean? So right. that's, that's newsworthy. Uh, even probably more newsworthy than uh, the, the rookie that you were talking about a few minutes ago. I mean, because this guy is rising like a phoenix. You know, he was he was essentially dead or was, was, was already slated to be uh, settling in mediocrity in, 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 in the annals of football, you know, he's going to be labeled as a second string, a third string quarterback forever, you know. Uh, but here, this guy has defied the odds and has become what he's become, defying the odds, uh, you know, not bending uh, to, to to other people's will. I mean, he's doing it, and, and and it's the same story. It seems like every time I see this kid play. There's no way they're going to win. There's no way they're going to win. They're down 10-0, 15-0, whatever. Fourth quarter, somewhere in the fourth quarter, it happens. Well, I know you can. And you know what? You know, I got you on the show. We'll talk NBA, too. But, you know, um, after we come back for a break, there'll be a guest to come on. I think they're going to disagree with you, Randy. I think they're going to disagree with you. That's fine. We're in America. You got to be able to disagree. 
<laughs> I, I disagree with you because I think, you know, okay, I see what you're saying that he's winning. I agree with you on that one. But uh-huh. I just don't think you don't throw nobody in there to fail. And I think that's what they're doing, never doing. They know he's not going to be the starter quarterback. They know he's not a quarterback. Okay, yeah, you're winning now, but you're putting this kid to fail. And that's what I think they're doing. Do well, you see it that way or no? No. I see it as an opportunity, man. And again, I, I go back to um, all we can ask for is an opportunity, one chance to do something great in our lives. This guy, and I've heard this guy say over and over again, all he's ever wanted to do is to be a quarterback. That's all he's ever wanted to do. And who am I to, to tell him what he can do? You know, this, I see there's a kid who got an opportunity. Sure. I mean, hey, when I was in the NBA, I'm six foot, almost six foot six. Nobody really thought I was going to be able to last in the NBA. But they gave uh-huh. me an opportunity. You get that opportunity and you go with it, man. You can't listen to what the naysayers say. You can't listen to what people say that tell you what you can't do. I mean, this guy's proven him wrong. I mean, you got to focus, and he's, you know, the guy's been proving him, uh, proving him wrong, and now he's got a following on him. And the haters are hating. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to take a break. Then we come back break. We're going to have another guest online. And I think you're going to have a lot to handle with what you say. Okay. <laughs> this is James Loving. Hope you're loving that sports talk with my guest. Reggie Slater. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back with my guest, Reggie Slater. And Reggie, we got Hello. a couple of guests on the line that want to really talk to you. Eric Coleman, are you there? Hey, what's up, James? How you doing? Good. How you doing today? I'm doing just great, man. Do you do you agree with that, what, what um, Reggie was saying about Tebow? Well, I think that people are going to uh, continue to... Well, I, I agree in that, well, in part of it that I caught, that he... You know, he has some issues. He he is an athlete and, and all that sort of stuff. But he's going to eventually get better the the more chances he's given. And I I think the people who are who are saying he's good, he is going to eventually get good. So eventually they're going to be right, and they're going to look back and say, "Well, see, I told you so." But if you talk about him, you know what he did last week or, or a couple weeks ago or three weeks before that, he wasn't good. And he's and he, he and he at that time he was not good. This time. Uh, he's currently not all that great, but he's better than he was a month ago. Um, the first three quarters, like you, like you, you know, probably noticed, he didn't do anything the first three quarters. It was horrible. The whole offense kind of stunk up the field the first three quarters. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that they came back and actually did something that gave the statistician who was keeping all the stats something to do. And they they do the right things at the right time, which you know it, it's it's crazy, but. You need to score only when you need to score. And that's pretty much what they've been doing. Well, Reggie was saying it's all about winning. It is. You just got to get that W. They don't really care how you get it. it w- once you get that W, uh, you, you, you're better than the other team. Do you agree with that, Reggie? Hey, uh, I think uh, uh, there's an old saying that says, uh, 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 you never once you get a, a, a wild animal backs into a corner, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to fight like hell, or it's going to you know submit. And it seems like you know with these guys, this whole third quarter thing, and then the fourth quarter when everything's on the line, it seems like they're fighting like hell. You know, I played with Charles Oakley, and in my mind, he's one of the better players in the '90s. Now, if you look at his stat line, that's very arguable. However, it's the little things that he did and things that he said and the presence that he brought on the court that made other guys more confident and helped everybody's game overall. That's more in the line of what I'm talking about. I have no idea about this guy's skill set. Again, I'm not a football guy. But but I do know what I keep going back to is they have W's at the end of the day. They've got That's W's. true. And they, they did say something. I did hear them talking on the news that um, he – what he has is the ability to motivate people, and, and that's a big, big key right there. You don't have to be the best at something um, as long as you surround your pe- you surround yourself with people who are good. And that's he, he does have the talent around him, and if he's motivating those guys to do their best, then that's exactly who you want in at quarterback, the guy who's going to motivate the rest of the guys to to do good. Yep, well, you know. You know what, guys, and, and I hate to say this, there's one gentleman, I don't know what he believed, but he talked so much smack, you know. I know we all been waiting. Galen, are you there, too? 
Nope, he ain't on there. Get <laughs> it on there. That's I'm good. here, love. Oh, no, Reggie, ain't there. Here goes a man on here. I don't know what he thinks, but it's a box that he's inside of. We need to get out. What are your thoughts on the Gaylord? What are my thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> my, you know my thoughts on it. I agree with Reggie. I mean, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, I agree with um, Eric to some degree. You know, every quarterback starts out, about 99% of them struggle in the first year, second year, third year. I mean, it takes five years, as we talked about in the past, for a quarterback to mature into Aaron Rodgers, into a Drew Brees, into a uh, Peyton Manning. You remember several years ago, before Peyton Manning started winning the playoffs, they said he couldn't win the big one, okay? All right? So it was a maturation process throughout that whole initial time up to that point, and then he finally broke through, won the Super Bowl. Now, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Same with Tebow. I mean, it may not look good. I mean, a lot of the bad plays in the first half last week for Tebow were because his play, his, his receivers weren't making plays for him. And so that goes to him as well. So you got to take the good with the bad as a, as a, as a, um, a professional quarterback. And so not a, not a lot of that was his fault, but it was what it was at halftime. But when the, when the game was on the line, when it counted most, he brought his team together, they won the game. And that's all that matters. I don't know about all that. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think uh that he that you can say well he brought his team together. There's other leaders on on that team. Um, during that last game, Champ Bailey came to Tim Tebow and told him, hey, you know, we got you, you know, we'll take care of it, meaning we're going to stop them from scoring or getting it out of hand to where the offense can't come back. Okay, that's someone on the defense showing leadership for the team. Okay, so, so they didn't let, the defense didn't let the game get out of hand, but I'll tell you why the Broncos won that game. And one of the reasons is uh, why they won some of the other games as well. Um, the last overtime game, um, they got uh, special teams, field goal uh, in the third quarter, field goal in the fourth quarter, field goal in overtime. That's what won the game. What won this game is um, the, the running out of the bounds. What's his name? Running, running out of bounds instead of taking a knee, right? Uh, the prevent defense. All that ever does is allow a team to freely move down the field. It prevents the defense from being successful. Um, again, the field goal kicker. That's what won this game for them. You didn't see anything exciting. That touch, that last touchdown, or the first touchdown that Tebow threw, that was a result of not excellent quarterbacking skills. That was a result of a blown coverage. They were in cover two, and the corner came up to cover Tim Tebow. That wasn't a blown coverage. He just he released the guy. He was on. No, but right. Tebow why did he come up? Why did he come up? I mean, the only threat he, he had. Threat, the only threat. He the only threat he had was Tim Tebow. They know he can beat him with his legs, which he's shown in the past. And he know. And and so they would rather him beat him with his arm, and that's what he did. You know. Well, I mean, the kicker had to how, the field. How did he that's beat him with his arm, Gail? Okay, you know, we played cover two. We mastered cover two. And and there's no reason for the the guy to come up in the flat. People had to drive him down there to get him in range to kick the field goal. No, he didn't. He only told him he was 50 yards. I know Reggie Reeves is. It don't take one player to win that game, and Tebow hasn't been winning that game. And I believe, Eric, it's been a running back, McGahee. uh, You know, what did it take for him to throw that ball? Nothing, you know? Absolutely. And and, 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 and
What are you talking about, Gavin, that Tebow is doing, getting better accuracy? I agree with you, Eric. He's not. And look, that, like I said, that, that, touchdown, that touchdown pass that he threw, the, the um, cornerback came up to cover Tebow. In cover two, you don't come up. You, the only threat he had was Tebow, and Tebow was behind the line of scrimmage. So you don't come up in, a, in that situation. That's why the receiver just sat behind him. The, the um, free safety couldn't come over the top to cover and the quarterback came up, so the receiver's sitting right there. James, you played offense. You know that's exactly right. what you want. Okay, so the fact that Tim Tebow could have ran the ball in doesn't make a difference? You don't know he could have ran the ball. The defensive guy is right there to stop him. He hadn't even passed the line of scrimmage. My point is that he's a threat to run the ball. Is that correct? I don't know. He wouldn't have ran it on me. I don't know. <laughs> hey, he wouldn't have ran it on my side. <laughs> what do you mean he wouldn't have ran it on your side? You heard that, right, Randy? I heard that. He would have ran it. If whatever you give him, he would have took. Okay? I would have let him take. I would have let him cross the line of scrimmage. The guy got got a touchdown. I would have let him run it. I would have waited until Tebow passed the line of scrimmage. And then I would give him a little pepper. He would. He would not have scored. And really, not to jump on anything, but you know if basketball, don't one man on that court wins that game. It takes a pass, a block, or a, a pick or something. Am I right? And Gator trying yeah, to say he was right, doing it all right. wrong. That's exactly That's where I'm going. Reggie, I'm not saying that right. either. I'm not saying Tebow wanted himself. Well, what, what I'm saying is, is sometimes it's just the presence of reassurance. Just like when you were a kid and you guys were playing, and I'm getting real basic on this one, you guys were playing, and it meant that much more when you had your dad or something there. That's your game because you wanted to impress him or whatever the heck. Uh, and to a certain degree, and certainly not that basic, I think the confidence and the belief, again, is, is infectious uh, to the extent that Champ Bailey wants his kid to succeed. So like Eric said earlier, he said, look, I got your back. We'll squash this on defense. You make sure you handle yours or you talk to your running back or, or whatever the case may be. Whatever the bottom line is, there's enough confidence and communication going there that these guys are getting wins. Who's the, who's the hero? I don't know. Maybe it ain't people. I don't know. But he, there's something that he's doing that's helping the process. That's my point. Well, like, I, like I said in the last thing, I like him and I wish him a lot, a, a lot of luck. I just think that the fans and the media are blowing it way out of proportion. Let him mature just like everyone else has matured. And when he, he deserves to have all this press coverage, then definitely give it to him. But I think it's premature. Yeah. How come he got it? They were wonderful in the media. They were wonderful, right? <laughs> Left for dead, looking to get the number one draft pick in the, now, they're leading their division by a game, has the opportunity to host the playoff game. What, does that say anything? Yeah, it says it's a team effort. It wasn't not a team effort, effort prior to him coming on to, to, to playing. It, wasn't, well, it was a team effort then, and they were one and four. Why is it so different now? I just said that Tim Tebow was able to motivate them to play like they should have been playing um, before. So then it, I'm so just saying that it's not, his, it's not like, no it's not like when you have it's John Elway back there who are making, who's making constant, accurate throws. The guy was 3 of 16 of 18 with less than 50 yards of offense. Come on, Galen. With six drops. Six drops past first down, and one with a touchdown. So, I mean, do the numbers. He threw a duck out there. Then, 
I'm saying through the numbers, it's a team effort for them to be in that position. For Tim Tebow's numbers to be there. He told the guy who caught the touchdown pass, what did he tell him? You're going to catch a, a touchdown winning pass. That's what he told the guy. He encouraged the guy. Now, check this on the other side of the ball. When the guy ran out of bounds, Barber ran out of bounds, all right, his teammates alienated him. But Tebow, he, he doesn't alienate his players. He's a leader, okay? He builds them up. He gets on them, but he builds them up. He tells you, you're going to make a play later. Don't worry about that play. The other team, they alienated their guy, and then he made a mistake again, and then he's alienated some more, okay? Not the well, Broncos. They all believe that people have them believing that the next play is the most important play. That's what he has to believe. Well, I don't doubt his motivational skills. Never said that. If you want to talk about if he's a motivator right there and, and gets people enthusiastic and want to play, absolutely. Give him all the credit in the world. I'm just saying he's not out there throwing spirals and accurate spirals at that. That's all I'm saying. When his skills develop to where he earns all this press, then definitely give it to him. And, and I hope he does because I would, I would love to, you know, sport my Bronco uh, jersey and all that as well. But right now, he's a motivator. Now, he has the talent around him that he can motivate those guys to play because he has the talent surrounding him. If he did not have the talent surrounding him... There's not even the number one receiver on that squad right now. I tell you right now, number eight... We go back. Eric, you have to get out, right? I got to get out. And then I'm I'm going to drive up here to uh, Wyoming and talk to Galen. And thanks again for coming on, Eric. And next week, we got to get you to like Galen up again. <laughs> Later on, man. Bye. <laughs> this is Jay Lovey. Hope you love that sports talk. My guest, Eric Coleman. Galen back and ready to play. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my guest, Reggie Slater and Galen Saxon. And, uh, you know, we had um, Eric Coleman on there. Eric kind of made my day like Galen and um, Reggie up, but, you know, <laughs> Galen don't like that. But re- before we get back, Reggie, you and Galen were saying on the break that motivation, you said what difference does it make if it's motivating or throwing the pass. Explain that a little bit more. Well, my point being is that Eric was saying, you know, he's not, he doesn't have the perfect spiral pass, and he's talking about all his techniques as to what is expected uh, to be a great quarterback and to win. And my point was, as long as that guy's on the field and he's having such an effect to which a winning attitude is going all over the team, it doesn't make a difference whether he's a punter, whether he's a motivator, whether he's a quarterback or whatever. The, 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 the key catalyst here is that he is getting it done, whatever he's doing, whether it's verbally motivating his guys, whether it's physically throwing some spiral or running and catching the ball. It doesn't make a difference. The key is he's doing whatever it is to do to have a winning program and, or a winning season at least. And in the end, that's what you want to do is win. I mean, it, 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 and I think you made the comparison about guys that had good attitudes and that were in the NBA and that sat on the bench. But that's different. It's different because, and the guy that you named, he did win a championship, by the way, at least one that I know of. <laughs> the difference is it, he's an active participant, and they're winning, the bottom line, they're winning games. It doesn't make a difference if he's throwing the ball or if he's just telling guys they're good and they're believing it, and they're going out there and infectiously telling everybody else, and everybody's starting to believe it to another level, to the extent that they are now – What's their record with him as the head guy? 6-0? 71, is it, Galen? He's 71. 71? That's pretty darn good. You, you agree with that, what Reggie said, Galen? Hey, I, believe, I, I agree with 100% what Reggie said. <laughs> I mean, this is somebody who's been around the block. He's been successful. Uh, he knows about competition on the professional level, and he understands what it takes to be successful on that level. And it's not always the best athlete that's going to draw a team together. There's, you know, there's a superstars. Of course, you've got to have those on your team. But uh, you also need those guys who can, uh, who can lead. And this guy is a leader. And who, who cares, like he said, if you can throw a tight spiral or anything. And he makes plays as well, especially, during, like they said on SportsCenter the other day, in the fourth quarter, Tim Tebow is the best quarterback in the league. In the fourth quarter. Now, I don't care if they're playing prevent or whatever. He's making the plays when they count. And so somebody better find a way to defend him in the fourth quarter or else he's going to continue to do the same thing. You, you know, again, I'm glad you say that. I want to switch it when you switch things. And let's go to the Reggie neck of the woods. Basketball. So LeBron James, he's not a leader, but he can't win and come, come up big in the fourth quarter. Is, is that what you're saying, Reggie? Galen? Who, who are you directing the question to? Go ahead, Reggie. Go ahead. Because uh, LeBron, you're saying a leader, 
But and when and Gideon was saying, you know, football people come up in the fourth quarter big. LeBron don't come up in the fourth quarter big. Is he not a leader, Reggie? I'm not saying he's not a leader, but but there is a difference from shooting free throws out there practicing and shooting free throws when there's twenty thousand people watching you. There's a difference from playing games in the NBA in the regular season and then going throughout the uh, the playoffs. And there's a difference from playing the game when it's it. This is it. Pressure is <laughs> pressure is um, pressure is a big deal. Uh, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about LeBron. I'm just saying that there's a difference between the two. And I, and I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly here. And right now, uh, you know, um, Galen made a, said something earlier when he was talking about the maturation process of a quarterback. There has to be Jordan wasn't made in a day. You know, there was a maturation process of him going two or three feet, getting knocked back four feet, and but persistence is a key. Um, you know, if if, if James, LeBron, gets a couple of rings in the next few years, we won't even be talking about how he didn't show up. Remember when he didn't show up? Nobody will even be saying that. I think he's just going through a, a regular maturation process, and the evolution will take its course here, and he'll be fine. But for right now, there's something different about a guy that's naturally, and I've seen this guy in person just physically chiseled and gifted and just run through the competition, and then you have that mental, uh, you know, because to be a champion or successful, you got to have a certain mental uh, attitude. So if you can call a bunch, of, a bunch of mentally tough dudes that don't care what your name is, whether it's Michael Jordan or LeBron James, they're going to knock you on your tail and talk about your mama and everything else. That's different <laughs> than playing against some guys that want to get your autograph after the game. That's different, dude. And you're going to react different. And I think that from what I've seen on television, he's not had it easy, but he's been a man amongst kids for a very long period of time, even when he's in the pros. But when you get up to that highest, highest level, they'd rather kick your ass than shake your hand. You know what I mean? And you've got to know that and be mentally prepared for that. I think it's taking a little bit of time for that to sink in because he's had his butt uh, kissed so much. Um, you know, those are just my thoughts on it. So, what's your thought, Gaylor? Uh, I, I agree with uh, Reggie. Uh, you know, it, let's just take the MVP from last year's uh, uh, final series uh, for the championship. The MVP was Dirk the, the, the whiskey, right? Yeah. yeah. But just think of him against Miami a few years back when Miami won it. He was, you know, he couldn't win the big one. Uh, he shied away. Uh, he's not strong enough. He's weak. He's all this stuff. Now he's the best thing since sliced, sliced bread since this last championship. And again, he learned from that last series, you know. And when he came, he came in this um, championship series with a different attitude, uh, a different perspective, uh, and he uh, and he won it. And so uh, it's, a, it's a maturation process in the basketball. I mean, you could think of several other guys who also had to fight their way to get over that top of the mountain as well. And it's just part of the process to get to be a player. But Gayla and Reggie, maybe one of you can ask me this. I know what you guys are saying it's a process, but how long do you go with that until you say, hey, this guy just ain't meant to be like, you can say, hey, you know, LeBron just ain't going to do nothing in the fourth quarter. I put in somebody else when we're in that, when, that spot. When, when, when like say, you, know, fight, you know, when a football player, you know, you ain't going to go to that player if you know in the fourth quarter he'd break down. Just like Dallas, Tony Romo. 
his coach field is, you know, when it's close, he don't want him throwing the ball. So when is it going to be that point, Reggie O'Gala, that LeBron, they're going to say, hey, in the fourth quarter, we got to put somebody else there. Well, I mean, let's take, let's, let's, we got to put it in perspective. It was a championship series. And so, you know, that's what, what the problem is. But if, if you looked at him in the fourth quarter and all those prior series leading up to this last one, he was fine, right? He, he was fine. He didn't shy away. Those are big games as well. Uh, but he, for some reason in this la- against Miami, uh, against uh, Dallas in that last series, he sort of shied away. <clears throat> and so, you know, I think he learned from that. I think he worked. For one thing, he had a few deficiencies in his game. And I think one of them was in the post. He, just, he doesn't have a post game. You know, he doesn't have a, a you know, the, you know, the ten to fifteen foot jump shot either. And I think in the off season he went back and he worked on those things. And now LeBron this year is going to be a little bit different. Like he went and worked with Akeem Olajuwon, and he and to to to, to, to get a better low post game. If you remember Michael Jordan, could nobody handle him in the post? Uh, he could shoot, and he didn't have a jumper at the beginning of his career. He developed a jumper, three point shot. And so he worked on his game until he finally got over the hump, I think, the same way with LeBron. He found out what his deficiency was, and now people ain't going to be able to pack the pain against him if he's knocking down that little 10 to 15-foot shot. Or if he has a little post game, he can get it in there, draw people to him, kick, kick it to somebody, you know, and so forth. So go ahead, Reggie, whatever you want to say. No, no, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I was just sitting there thinking about, I'm trying to go back in time here and think. Remember when people said, Jordan's a heck of an athlete, but he doesn't have a shot. Mm-hmm. Or when they said the same thing about Kobe. Mm-hmm. Just a few years ago, when people were like, well, who's better, LeBron or Kobe? That's a dude. Bottom line, who's winning? Who has more championships? When he gets as many championships as this other guy, then we'll talk. Because it's not, it's not, it's not, you, I think people focus so much on the talent that they miss the, the overall goal. The overall goal, do you want a good show or do you want to win? I'd rather ugly win than a beautiful athlete that's, you know what I mean? I want to win. When I coached, uh, you know, or if I coach, uh, you know, basketball or anything, I'd rather win as opposed to just a lot of fast layups and dunks and all that stuff. Bottom line is, any competitor wants to win. I don't think at the end of the game, guys said, man, that, I sure hate that we won that ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to win. The, the bottom line is you want to win. I, I don't know how to say that any other way, but win. <laughs> yeah, especially sports. Winning is a lot of things. All ills in professional sports. Winning cures. At any sports, winning cures all ills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, winning kills all. You're right. But then when you start losing the fans will get rid of you because I like I was telling Gabe already, and you might agree with this in basketball. I, I don't know how it works in basketball, but Orton, the fans push Orton out to get Tebow in. You know, does that happen in basketball already? I'm sure it does. Sure. Sure. I mean, so you're saying what happens when somebody that used to win and starts losing? Then he better adjust his game or right, get yeah. left behind. Does that happen with Denver Gala? Well, I mean, you know, the fans wanted to see Tebow in there and see what he could do. Orton wasn't winning. He was 1-4. Okay? They were a horrible team with him. Now they're in first place with the Lovers. So maybe the fans were right this time. But is that fair for that player, for the fans to push him out? Maybe he's just going through a bad month. You know, now you take him out, 
Now, what does that do for you? But now, now you're saying the man's a fluke. And then, <laughs> now he, he, he obviously ain't mentally tough. He don't need to be out there anyway. Fans are going to be going against you, man. I mean, the fans are the fans. I mean, if you're going to let the fans run you out of town, I guess, I mean, but. Yeah, if you're going to, and I don't want to interrupt you there, but you made a good point there, man. Uh, uh, Galen, you can't listen to what your critics say to the extent that it affects your game. If you have a goal and you, you, you keep steady on course to that goal, you don't change up in the middle of the season, wait for the off season for that. You know what I mean? That's, that's insane. Well, what we gotta do is take one more break, and then we come back. I want, I want to ask you guys this question, Reggie and Gay. You think the pressure in basketball and the playoffs, and the pressure in football? Gay, you talk about football, and, and Reggie, you talk about basketball because I think the listeners need to know what the pressure that it goes through these guys who's on the court. We see it on TV, like, oh, how he missed that, but there's a lot of pressure. So uh, when we come back to our break, I'd like for you guys to talk about that. This is James Lovely, host of Loving Up Sports Talk. My guest, Reggie Slater, and Galen Tebow Baxter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast Time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life. From Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Talking with guests, Gary Saxon and Freddie. You guys there? Yep, yep, yep. Before we went to break, I, I asked you guys a question. I want you to think about it. Um, Gary, you, you can talk about the football part of it and ready to call basketball, but the pressure these athletes go through during the playoffs, because I tell everybody, the regular season is the regular season, but when the playoffs, it's a different game, and nobody understands it. Can you start off, Reggie, talk about the basketball, the pressure? Well, you look at it from an entirely different angle. Um, you know, when basketball in the playoffs, there's a few times I was in the playoffs, 
you know, you, you have you have to really study the person that you're covering, their, all their idiosyncrasies, all their habits, uh, what they like to do. Hell, you want you want to know everything about them uh, because you want to do whatever kind of competitive edge you could. You know, uh, I, I go back to my old playing days, and Jordan was a master at that. In that, you know, you, you want you want to be focused during playoff times because that's when all you know all the chips are in. But somehow he was able to unbalance guys and get them off their game and get them off their goals into a personal vendetta or battle just by verbally talking to them. Um, and that's a sign of mental strength or mental weakness, depending on which one of the people you're talking about. Uh, but but whatever the case is, you know, the, the game is not to the to the physically strong. I think it's the mentally strong. So I mean, when when you get into the playoff situation, you got to kick that mental game into another level. And you know, have an entirely different focus. Some people aren't equipped yet, at least, to get to that level. And you can see that because they falter. It's almost like trying to get a five-speed transmission to kick into a six-speed. It ain't there, so it has to be rebuilt in the off-season, so to speak. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Reggie. You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Galen, uh, you there, Galen? Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Reggie said? You know, as it relates to playoff uh, uh, competition, uh, you know, it's a little bit different basketball because in basketball you have a, a series of games, whether it's five or seven games. You know, you get it's that one and done like you are in NFL. So in NFL, you got to bring your A game uh, every week that you that you that you're eligible to play. And so, uh, you know, you go in, you lose the first game, it's done. You know, the pressure is magnified that much more. Every mistake is magnified, uh, holding, uh, you know, penalties, uh, you know, pass interferences, uh, missed field goals. I mean, you know, people remember a, a kicker missing a field goal in playoff situations way longer than they do in a regular season, you know. Uh, you know, you can think about Scott, uh, the Norwood, I think his name was, from Buffalo, who missed Buffalo. the wide right. They still talk about that in Buffalo, you know, and because it's so much more magnified. And the ultimate goal for any uh, professional team is to win the championship. And so, you know, if you did not win the Super Bowl or you did not win the NBA championship, then you have failed, you know. And so the ultimate yeah. goal the following year is to, to get your team back to the playoffs so that you can have an opportunity to compete for the prize again. And so yeah. the NFL is just, you know, you, it's, everything is magnified much, much more because there is no next week if you lose. Yeah, that's a good point. Let me ask you this, Reggie. What is it a player goes through that if when they a game is on the line, like in the playoff, and they do something wrong, how they feel like, you know, gave him like Marion Barber, you know, what he did. And 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 Reggie, you could talk about like if a score tied up and you need to hit a free throw and they miss. How much pressure is that on now? Well, it depends on if you if you uh if you if you mentally prepared yourself, I mean, most guys I know have you know they've done that whole and you've seen commercials about this that whole you know hold the ball to five, four, three, two, one you know and release on the two or the one. I mean, if you've played that that visual image in your brain enough times, you're comfortable with it. Now, if 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 if, if, if it comes to crunch time and you miss that pass or miss that free throw or whatever. Any competitor, I, I guarantee you, it's going to haunt you. And as soon as they can rest their legs and knees in the off season, these guys are going to be taking hundreds, thousands of those shots. Because if that's if that situation ever again occurs, you want to be prepared 
and you want to get over that mental hurdle, which can be entirely ginormous, uh, you want to be prepared to succeed in the place that you had failed before. Again, not everybody's built that way. But I think most competitors, that the, the ones that last long, that last long in the game, they're prepared, they're prepared to make that sacrifice, you know, and, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a heavy cross that has to be bore in that. You got to, you know, you got to cut out, you know, am I going to go hang out with Love and, 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 and Galen today? No, I got yeah. to shoot some more free throws. I mean, you got to right. be able to make that sacrifice and be prepared that when it comes, and it will come, that you're able to topple that hurdle and not back away. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in, in football, too, I mean, you go out there and you're competing the whole game, you know. And so, I mean, during crush time, I don't think as a, as a, as a every-down player on defense or on offense that the press is really on you. You're just in a zone. You're working. You're doing the things that you need to do to be successful, okay. I don't think it comes to the mind of people if I, if I, if I don't do this or that, that, uh, you know, the pre- that the pressure's that way. You know, I think afterwards, if you made a mistake, and, you, and then you think about, oh, man, you know, I, I let my team down, and then, the, you know, the ramifications come for that. I think in the football, in football, uh, a kicker has a ton of pressure on him because he does not have to do anything other than kick the ball through the uprights. And so when he's called upon in the last minutes of the game, then all eyes are on him, and I just think that is a really pressure cooker for those kickers, you know. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's a pressure cooker for them, you know. And so, and when they're unsuccessful, everybody's looking at them, you know. So I think for that particular position, there will be more pressure than even, you know, the quarterback position because they're just doing what they naturally do all the time, you know, that they naturally do all the time. And so it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, yep. Yeah. Well, you know, we only got three minutes to close, but next week, Reggie, I had a lot of emails that they wanted to talk about the NBA trade and what goes on and all like that. <laughs> I don't know that, so hopefully you come on next week to talk about that. Yeah, give me a call. And Gary, I'm, I'm getting that, tired. Man. I have about 50 emails about T-Row with you. Yeah. So I think next week what we're going to do, I'm going to read off some of the questions for them for you, and you can answer for the listeners. Is that all right? But before I leave, I want both of you guys. Reggie, I know you're doing great things in Houston. You and Lammy, can you tell the listeners what you're doing, Reggie, and then you, Galen? Yeah, I already have <laughs> in the intro. Uh, you know, I have, I have the, uh, the 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 six oil chain stores in the Greater Houston area, and I have a gym right now. You know, you know, I'm I'm very proud to be a business owner to employ people. Um, you know, uh, doing something that's helping the economy. I'm very proud to have my gym that is not only employing people but through the various activities and programs is instilling all the life lessons uh, through the programs of volleyball and basketball, hard work, determination, uh, working with a group. I'm, 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 I'm proud to be a conduit to that process to help shape tomorrow's future, which are these kids. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just helping America, man. That's all. And <laughs> Gayla? Yeah, it, you know, I'm a business owner as well. I have my own agency, State Farm Insurance Agency here in Laramie, Wyoming. Also, am active in coaching youth sports in, in my community, and I do a lot of talking on the circuit and, and FCAs and things like that. So, 
So it's, it's been wonderful. I've been extremely blessed. Uh, I live in Laramie, Wyoming, but I also live part-time in Denver as well. So it's been, it's been awesome. Thanks. And like I said, thank you guys, and I hope I have you on next week so we can get more inside of the you know, NBA trade with two Reggie and Galen. You know, T-Bow mania. <laughs> Thanks again for being on Loving That Sports Talk, guys. Hey, take care, guys. See you. Stay safe. Right. See you, guys. Thank That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.